Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday. Friday already. We've made it to the end of another week. They seem to get quicker and quicker, don't they? But that's only a good thing, isn't it? Because that means we're getting closer to Christmas. Anyway, more about that later. In fact, not more about that. That's just a lie. We won't talk Christmas until probably... When do the shops start selling Christmas stuff? Probably October is when we'll start. Anyway, I'm talking nonsense. Well, I'm talking Christmas. Let's start in the only place, of course, we can. After a busy night of FA Cup football, that saw Derby against Manchester United. Lots of people were talking Rooney and, of course, United. And the result, here's a bit of everything thrown in one little pot for you. And the full-time whistle goes. Inevitably, a night that was going to focus around Wayne Rooney. And it was a superb individual performance. But it was his former club rather than his present that make it through to the quarterfinals and that trip to Norwich in a couple of weekends' time. Rooney really impressed me tonight. I've got to say, Sags, I, I thought he was superb in what he'd done. If he was in the United side and you put him in there tonight, he'd have created and probably even scored a goal, I've got to say. But his demeanour, I criticise him at times for running around, you know, swearing at referees on occasion. Tonight, he was everything that, that I think a senior professional should be. Mm. He'd give a great example to his teammates, he'd give a great performance, and he showed the footballing world how possible. No, he absolutely did tonight, and, uh, well, I've got a chance to choose then, haven't I, on that? Uh, I, I think Sibley will have plenty of times in the future. I'm going to go with Stuart on that one, because I've watched watched him hardly hardly miss a pass all night, when Rooney. Really tonight and he, it was a masterclass whether you're on the winning or the losing side as well and the way that um, he just read everything and uh, for that reason we'll give it to him why not Wayne Rooney then our man of the match it was a little generous a little generous what do you given, mean was, what was generous given uh, Wayne Rooney the man of the match I have yeah, to say yeah that was bizarre wasn't it I mean not, what was he the man of the match look Wayne Rooney has still got what Wayne Rooney's always had so the free kicks that he took there were two that he I mean, he's yeah. still got that ability to to put the ball down, pick his spot and strike it. But in terms of being man of the match, I, th- I thought that was a little... Mm. I thought it was a bit of a throwback to the Wayne Rooney that we, that we all that. know and love. I get that. I get that. Uh, Igalo scored two goals tonight. That's yeah. three goals now from two starts. Yeah. Everyone laughed and poo-pooed. Even Darren Lewis was sending me laughing emojis <laughs> when we signed him on deadline day. Of course, on loan. But yeah. at the moment... Listen, I know it's only Derby. Mm. But at the moment, you can't argue with what he's doing. He's there to score goals. He's there as a number nine. And that's what he's doing. He scored three goals um, in the competition that Manchester United, if they win both, will be delighted. But top four, that's where he's going to earn his corn. Mm. If he scores the winner against City at the weekend, and you think, okay, now he's starting to repay where 
the faith was shown in him. And that's what it's going to be about. You'd expect the games that he scored in, you'd expect United to win. And you kind of think, okay, expect him to have chances and score. Mm. It's, the, it's, the, it's the chance against Everton. That one there, where he should put that away. Two nice goals from Odeon. Uh, and uh, strikers, when they, when they score, they're hard to, to keep out. And uh, he's, he's uh, in consideration for Sunday, definitely. Now, from one FA Cup tie to another, and the other being the night before when Tottenham crushed out of the FA Cup at home to Norwich on penalties. Jamie O'Hara and Big Alan Brazil, who was actually in his own hot seat for the breakfast show, were talking about that game and Eric Dyer. If you're getting pelters, it's horrible, right? Yeah, but you can't climb over and start getting involved. No, Sorry. no, he, uh, he's made a big, big mistake, and the problem that he's got now is that's going to stick with him. You know, that that's what the Spurs fans are going to remember. Mm. Um, and look, I can understand it because his family, and when you know you see family and you see someone doing, you know, giving them stick, then y- your emotions can get the better of you. But he has to compose himself. He can't go marauding through the crowd and and climbing up the the stand to get to him because everyone's got a camera phone and everyone's oh, and he's every, in a, yeah. and he's in a Tottenham shirt and he's climbing through the crowd it just looks terrible for him it looks yeah. really bad so and, what the FA are they sorry what the, well yeah it's the FA isn't it it's a cop so what are they going to do about this um you know is it right to abuse a footballer badly but at the same time you can't get involved because if the stewards are not there i think he ends up having a fight yeah, I mean that's the problem he's got is that he's a professional, you know. As much as you can't, you can't do that, and we all emotional, especially after games. And he knows that that was a big game for Tottenham, and he knows that he probably should have done better. The team should have done better, and they should have gone through, but they haven't. What he can't do is react, you know. No, we've all done it. I've done it, but the problem you've got with that is it will stick with him now. And he's gonna and he and he will get labelled by the Spurs fans for reacting and and everyone will see Eric uh, Eric Dyer going into the crowd uh, and reacting off something and he just has to he has to try and compose himself. Time now to check in to drive and the ginger fella with the loud shows. Adrian Durham also had his say on the Eric Dyer scenario. Well, let's flip it around and have a look at fan behaviour. Because fans... Let's ask the question. Do fans still have the right to abuse players? Whatever sport it is. Players give it to refs. Players swear at each other. But are we now saying that fans aren't allowed to? And let me uh, read you a tweet that was sent out earlier this year from Forest Green Rovers in League Two, a professional football club. 18th of January this year, they sent out a tweet saying, three fans in our South Stand were asked by stewards to moderate their repeated foul language in front of families and other fans. All three decided to leave of their own accord. Foul language will not be tolerated at Forest Green Rovers. We pride ourselves on being a family-friendly club. So one question I've got from that is, are players going to be asked to leave as and when they swear? And I don't think they will be. And can you really stop... Some, some of the best songs involve swear words and it's accepted. So have we got to all moderate and change our behaviour and sanitise our behaviour oh. at football matches to the point where we can no longer swear? I agree there shouldn't be any aggression or threats of violence. You're gonna, well, are you going to stop footballers swearing? Exactly. Because we see it every, every week. I mean, you all have to watch. Go back and watch the football matches this weekend and managers and see the language coming out of their mouth. I'll give you at least five or six instances if you go back and watch every single game this weekend on national television where you have seen a swear word. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Lip read, it's not that hard. 100% correct. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's a passionate game is what those players would yeah. say. Well, it's passionate for the fans as well. That doesn't mean that they should go charging after players or get violent or be racist or anything threatening whatsoever. But if you're just shouting at a referee and calling him a name, or if you're just shouting at a player and calling him a name, is has that got to change now? Have we got to calm everything down? Has everybody got to be nice if they pay to get into a football ground now? Is that what we're saying? On now to the moose, who was on the loose. In the house, there was no house. It was just the London Football Awards. And he caught up with the Spurs legend, Gary Mabbott, who was talking about Eric Dyer. He's always brother in an altercation. Uh, he felt like he had, had, had to go and get him out of there. I think, as I said, with hindsight, he'd have probably uh, chosen something different. But that, that's what happened. Do you think it also shows up the fact that fans are not the best behaved at stadiums these days? We saw with Granite Xhaka when he, he reacted to the crowd and, and they'd given him a lot on social media and obviously last night as well. Yeah, but these are isolated incidents, if I'm being honest. Uh, like most football fans I come across in the country are fantastic people. Uh, last night of the game, you know, the Spurs fans were amazing. You know, the 9,000 noise fans were amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can just uh, you know, pick out one or two little things and uh, make a, a statements like that. Overall, I think it's the way the game is controlled now, the way the games are stewarded. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And staying with the theme, the bright manager Graham Potter. He said supporters have abused his brother before, so he understands the reaction. It's not nice when you're disappointed yourself, you're emotional. Just because we're footballers, we're professionals, people think you don't care or you haven't, you've got a, the support has got a monopoly over caring and passion, but actually we also have, especially with a family member. So, yeah, you can understand how things get triggered, but again, you have to rise above that because that's the job, that's the challenge, that's what it is. There's all sorts of n noise working against you. You've got to try and try and raise it above it, but as a human being, I can understand the reaction as well. Time now to check in with Jim White alongside Natalie Sawyer and Glenn Johnson, Don's younger brother, was on the show talking about Gilmore. No, I'm not going to make any happy Gilmore gags. I'm better than that. He was saying that he will have to keep up his levels to be consistent and a very happy... No, of course, I'm not doing the happy Gilmore gag. You need to keep his feet on the ground, which I'm sure he'd be fine. He seems like a, a, a genuine lad. But also, he needs to realise it's not. he's not going to play like that every game. So you're going to have stages where now everyone's talking about him, he looks like he could be the next best thing. But Liverpool didn't know nothing about him. In a, if, if Let's just say Billy plays for the next five games, people are going to start to understand what he can do and then they're going to start eliminating that. And then you've got to find out another way to still perform. You can't... No one has a career that just sells up and up and up and up and up. Absolutely nobody. So to come in and play one good game is easy. That's the easy bit. Time now to hear what Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs were up to and a bit of history was actually made for the second day on the trot. You may remember that uh, on yesterday's show, it was their one millionth broadcast together. Well, yesterday's show marked the 1,000th episode that their nurse had been on standby in the studio alongside them. Incredible achievement. Hey, you've seen this story there about uh, Ronaldinho. Yes. Not the plumber, the former Barcelona and Brazil striker. He's in Paraguay and he's yeah. been investigated by Paraguayan authorities for what uh, police say was a presumably uh, adulterated Paraguayan passport. It said fake passport. 
That's what they've said. I think he called himself McLovin or something. But um, <laughs> him and his brother and his business manager, one and the same person, Roberto. Well, he's quite famous, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's quite, him, a, he's quite a famous. Still got their sort of ringlety hair and everything. Yeah, yeah and he, I mean, no, it's very obvious. I'm looking at pictures of him yeah. here in Paraguay recently, and he doesn't look any. The, he the copper look... that nicked him did a selfie with him. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does that go down when you say... I'm not entirely sure that's the right thing to do. They cuff you and then they say, just any chance of a picture. How would that go down? That's very true. But there you go. Andy, do you have anything else for us? I do. Did Hmm. you see the Mercedes Formula One team reckon they'll be carbon neutral by the end of the season? By the end of the season? At the end of the season. I was thinking, blimey, that's a hell of a lot of offsetting. Perhaps they could replace Valtteri Bottas with Greta Thunberg. I don't know. How's it going to work? I don't know. I haven't really thought it through. (laughs) That's a race I'd pay to see. I can... I can, I can. She wouldn't get in a gas guzzler like she'd be Formula E all day, wouldn't she? Oh, Greta Thunberg, she, she would, would definitely be. True, yeah. She'd be Formula E. <laughs> Yesterday, I was talking to you about those barbers in China who, sensibly and, mm. and obviously, what else could you do? They're having to cut people's hair uh, using, from a distance, from yeah. a distance, using shears, basically. To cut people's hair, or like long sticks, shears with scissors on the end of it, and uh, <laughs> that's quite a skill, isn't yeah, it? It is quite a skill. And interestingly enough, Chris Waddle, I don't know if you saw, he went there and had his hair done. Chris there. had his hair done in China. It looks good, he? doesn't it? Yeah, it's what on earth was it's, that? It's quite a look, isn't it? It's, it's like he's joined a crusty band. <laughs> he's going on the road with someone. I'll just hold up the camera. There, he's going on one. the festival circuit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, uh, I reckon that he's gone. He's gone into the barbers, old uh, Chrissy, and they've, he said, "Let's go for let's go for something wild." Chris, let's go for it. And uh, okay, I'm Simon Jordan. You and I are both listening to Talk Sport Daily. Time now to turn our attention to egg chasing. And Rusty Hargreaves, as we like to call him here, no one calls him that, it's Russ Hargreaves, was having a chat with Eddie Jones in the England camp this week and they were talking about the coronavirus. I've got to ask a question about Mako Vinopola not playing for England this weekend, but quite possibly playing for Saracens against Leicester. How frustrating is that from your point of view? No, it's not at all. Um, I just watched the interview with uh, Jurgen Klopp. I thought he summed it up pretty well. Yeah, we take advice, we take medical advice on what's right for the team, and, and we follow that. Yeah, we're not smart enough to make decisions ourselves. We believe we made the right decision. And, Saracens think otherwise, then, then fair play. And as your assistant Steve Borthwick kind of alluded to, the fact that we're in 24-7 camp environment here, maybe that has a, a slight bearing if you're going to err on the side of caution? Well, just the advice was that it was best not for him to come to camp, and, and so we take that advice. How is the mood within the camp, given that, given what James has discussed, obviously, with the weekends to come? How is everybody? No, everyone's focused on Wales. We had a great training run yesterday. Boys are excited about playing Wales. You've got to remember they beat us last year, so we own one. Given the fact it may or may not become a, a free hit, and this effectively almost is the end of the tournament for now for you, does that almost free your players up to just go out no, there and give not everything? Not at all. Not at all. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show, and Big Al was talking about potential names for his autobiography, alongside Jamie O'Hara. Now, the one they came up with, very funny, but I've been working on a few myself, but... Um, for legal reasons, I can't name any of them. So here's the ones that, of course, went out on national radio. Paperback writer. It's World Book Day. Yes, I bet you didn't know that. A worldwide celebration of literature, authors and poetry. To celebrate, you'll be sending in some autobiography title suggestions for me. Fifty Shades of Rouge. 
Alan Brazil and the Goblet of Wine. Warren Obese. Obese? I am, I am big bones, you clown. What annoys me is old Chunky O'Hara alongside me. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't start bringing me into it, you. Here's some. Jamie and I were talking. Oh, Chunky and I were talking earlier. Whoa, oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, Steve, we got, we got a message here. Well, uh, I, I want your thoughts on this. I just had a message in. Uh, <laughs> I hear the show this morning is being presented by... Jamie and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and the Giant Peach is possibly my favourite one of all time. Anyway, for the last time this week, we can check in, of course, with my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. I don't really know what producer Tom is going to... In fact, we can go live to producer Tom, who's sat opposite me wearing just his underwear. Tom, what are you putting in the Sports Bar podcasty bit this week? Ah, oh, OK, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, let's find out what did actually get into the podcast. Would you like an FA Cup special since Tottenham last won a trophy? Why are you picking on Spurs again? Oh, he's picking on Spurs again, yeah. Why are you doing this, Bill? Go on then. Have you got any music to back this up or not? They might do. We can have some... They... Oh, no, I'll tell, I tell you what you need. You need circus music. You do. Look at Josh. He's worked so hard to get this on here. Go on then. So, since these teams last won the FA Cup, it's been this many days. Man City, 292. Chelsea 656, Arsenal 1013, Man United 1384, on, Wigan 2490, oh, Portsmouth 4310, oh. Liverpool 5045, Everton 9056, 10,519 days since Tottenham won the FA Cup. <laughs> that's, a, that's brutal. <laughs> Wow. Over 10,000 days, it's Spurs. Won the FA Cup. 10,000 days? And Ian, rush the story. Go on, Ian. Go on. Go on. And Mr. Quit. Goldstein lends me 50 quid. Right. So I go out and buy this jacket, and I come back to the pub, yeah. and I say to you, there's a pound change. That jacket costs me 97 pounds. I give Jason a pound, and I put a pound in my pocket. The next day, <laughs> you, you get 49 pounds each. What happened? I've no idea what's just happened but I know I'll never get those 30 seconds back again. Wow. Wow. How, how long have I got? How many have I got left? Look at it. <laughs> I think the, yeah. the gallery have gone. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Just time to remind you to download it on, I know you know, Acast, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Why don't I mix it up a bit? Apple Pods, Spotify, and I'm not mixed up. I've just read it backwards and Acast. Uh, before I go, let me tell you about lots of live football on the TalkSport Network over the weekend. On Saturday, that's tomorrow at half past 12, it's Liverpool against Bournemouth. Come on, the series. That's live on TalkSport. Then at 3pm, it's Wolves against Brighton. Live on TalkSport 2. And then at half past five, oh, what a tough game that is for Spurs. They're away at Burnley. And that, again, is live on TalkSport. Three big games all across the TalkSport network. Half 12, Liverpool, Bournemouth. 3 p.m., Wolves, Brighton. And half past five, Burnley, Spurs. Uh, that's it. Thanks so much for downloading. Oh, before I go, I, of course, should keep you updated with the how many followers can Max Rushton lose on his Twitter account feed game. Keeps going up. I don't really know what's happening there, but it's gone up again. Um, I'm trying to get you to unfollow him for comedy value. And it's not working. I don't quite know why. I don't think you understand it. Unfollow, not follow. Unfollow. You un press the unfollow. But if you follow him already, unfollow. If you don't, fo don't follow him. 
All right? Just for a week or a month, and we'll see what happens. And when it comes down, then we'll go, ah, oh, we got you, Max. But at the moment, it's him laughing at us. Hashtag, don't let Max win. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And, of course, I will see you on my show Monday night from 10pm. Looking back at another big weekend of Premier League football and taking your calls on the back of Leicester against Aston Villa in the Premier League. That one kicks off at 8pm Monday night. That's it. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.